It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehap Ups podcast, where we're in episode two. We're going to talk all about group B of season four. It's going to be a lot of fun. This was a very fun group, very weird ending, and of course, everything in between. I am your host, Puya the Towel Zanvakili. And of course, as always, I've got a partner in crime, partner in rhyme, partner in everything, really, with me. It's Liana, the hair comb, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. That was definitely the weirdest ending I think we've ever had to a mass Singer episode. By far. Uh, it was a fun episode, really, apart from the end, which was super weird. But I'm sure there's a lot to talk about, uh, both with the, I don't know, the performers that actually wanted to be there, as well as the gremlin. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that to me going into the by the end of the fifth performance of the night, I was like, I think this is the strongest group we've ever had in one night. Like the squad was out in full force. But then, yeah, yeah that ending, though, <laughs> that, that, that ending, though, I think the fact that you could argue that probably three of the contestants in group B could win this whole thing really just solidifies how strong this group was. Uh, I mean, mm. wow. Phenomenal. Big time. Uh, the winner potentials this season are out in full force to me. I can genuinely, th- I would say, I would argue that four out of the 11 contestants we've seen so far, two have gone now. So four out of the nine, I think, are in the running to win this whole thing. <laughs> Which that's like 50% of the people that are competing. We think have winner potential, not just finale potential. Like, I feel like with season one, it was, oh, okay, there's clearly the upper echelon of contestants. Whereas mm-hmm. this season, yes, I think there is a certain demarcation between the tops and the bottoms, but it's not that big of a difference. And it's the top could like win, like actively take the whole thing. This is, I mean, okay, I made fun <laughs> of Jenny McCarthy when she was like, Oh my God, I love season four. It's so good. But it has been really fun so far. And everybody's been a phenomenal contestant. Yeah. Everybody, no, I, I use in air quotes because of one. <laughs> one fast and loose for some of them. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Again, we're two weeks in only, and I'm already so hyped for what's coming. And, you know, every, so far, two weeks. You know, they banged out the first week. Fun, fun, fun. The ending was a little sad for me. Uh, this week, fun, fun, fun. The ending was a little weird for me, but it was fun ultimately. And that's the most important takeaway for me here. Now, we talked about this, um, in the preseason, I believe, where they split the groups into five, six, and five for the formation, right? So right off the top, group B had six. This was the night for six contestants. I didn't feel like we did. We ran out of time. So I feel like six was a comfortable spot. Would you agree? What do you mean? Like in terms of the timing? Yes. 
Yeah, but, I think six is fine. We've seen six before. I think it forces them to hustle on up. Um, so we can't get a lot of those little extra segments that are hit or miss. So I think six is a good number. Um, I like it also when it's four and four and then we have the knockout rounds. I would say in terms of format, those are probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, wasn't the, the knockout rounds were like the smackdown, right? Uh, the SmackDown, yes, where the furry microphone dropped from the ceiling, made out yes. of leftover thingamajig parts. <laughs> yeah, I miss when um, I miss when they had just Fox had just gone SmackDown on their channel, and they were like, "We need to promote the wrestling." Okay, this is what we're going to do because that was oh, strong right. format. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also the reason for the microphone, right? Because it was supposed to be the cross promotion, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so we started this episode. As we always do. And I don't want to keep repeating it every week of like, oh, this is what happened. But Nick Cannon's coming out. And I specifically am bringing this up right now because I want to talk about the weird gold sequence dancers that escorted Nick to the stage. Did you make note of this? Did you see this? Okay, that was literally the only part I wrote down from the intro part, apart from Robin Thicke's shirt, which was gold dancers that came in with Nick, question mark, very odd. (laughs) (laughs) They look like inverse gift wrap. Like if gift wrap was backways, like I don't understand why they needed to look that They were like rabbits or something, right? I don't, were they rabbits? They felt like they were like origami. Oh, like that was their shape. Their shape was like folded paper. Maybe like pointy rabbits. Cause like, I feel like there were points and like edges to them and it wasn't like cur- like fine curved shapes. So uh, that sounds inappropriate, but you get what I mean. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> they were bizarre and they also, it wasn't just the costumes. It was the movement as well. Yeah. They, like moved weird. Hmm. Well, that, yeah, the whole thing was a little, little odd to me with how they looked and how they were strutting onto the stage next to one and only Nick Cannon. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, but, yep. A weird yeah. escort choice. I mean, usually we see the men in black like with the one glove, but they you know, <laughs> made a different decision. That's fine. I also another thing I noticed about this episode is they had more animations during the performances. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I thought was kind of cool because we talked about last episode how when they did the introduction last time when Nick came out, it was, oh, it was on top of this building. And then they essentially just abandoned that through the rest of the mm. episode. So it was kind of cool to have them bring that back in. Yeah, I um, I found it interesting. that I mean, obviously, with the pandemic, they're leaning in on more animation, both for clue packages and some of the editing tricks here to make the stage look better and like more important. Since like the surround, there's not much surroundings. I mean, they're panning out to a studio audience. Um, but I'm like, I, uh, so I did talk to somebody, uh, who has partaken in one of these live show Zoom thingies that we did not go for. And they were pretty certain that we're getting completely old footage, old studio footage. And I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, so, I had uh, I had someone reach out to me as well who was I think went to the audience in like season two or three I can't mm-hmm. remember but they were like I'm pretty sure they're using old audience footage I keep seeing familiar people <laughs> <laughs> so which is so fun like it's so is it unnecessary to like have the performance happen and then cut to audience member from seven months ago like does it right. help your enjoyment to have <laughs> the ambiance of the audience. 
I feel like I don't like we've had one or two moments where it's like, oh, that one person in the crowd's really feeling this song and like we've joked about it. But beyond that, it's not really important because the other thing that bothers me is that finding out um, through this person who messaged me that they were kind of asked, you know, do reactions, do a little bit of cheering. Zoom calls, yeah. Right. And then, I mean, I've seen none of it. I feel like they didn't even show us um, anything this episode. I think last episode they showed us like a window of Zoom calls, but not this time. I don't remember. So... And then they yeah. have this like weird fake crowd like above the panel because they had yeah. one shot that was looking at the panel straight on. You could see how far apart they were. And then it was right above them, which was super weird because I don't think they've ever had an audience up there anyway, regardless. No. So it just seemed like such an odd addition. Yeah, they're definitely filling out as many people as they can by the looks of it. So I think that, well, it's funny because I've got a still, I'm like, I've got the episode open on the side here. Just look at the stage and I'm seeing the above. Honestly, it does look like they've just copy pasted the same people five times or above the, <laughs> above the stage. It's really awkward looking. I mean, and it's so bizarre because it's just for like a split second shot. That they're putting so well, maybe it's not that much work because they're clearly just copying and pasting the same few people <laughs> over and over again. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just an odd choice to me. Again, like I don't support the fact that they're faking the audience, I, you know, in the first place. So I'm not that upset about it. Um, but it was just right. something that I definitely noticed, especially knowing that it's fake. Right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think the biggest takeaway for me is don't try and fool me and you're trying to fool me. And like, that's probably what I have the most qualms with. Um, but ultimately, the good news is, is I don't think anyone cares about ever seeing the audience proper. Like, I don't think I, it adds to the hype for me in any way, except I mean, for make me mad when the wrong person gets safe. But then even then you can argue they, they're not all voting. So whatever. No, I think if anything, I want to watch the performances. I yes. don't care about the people in the audience. Like, I hate it in the clue package <laughs> when then they pop up even the judges and stuff. Like, I don't, I just want to consume the, the content without that. But I get why they want to craft this narrative around it to influence you as the viewer, right? Something that's used all the time in television and especially mm-hmm. reality TV. So fine, whatever. Like, I accept it as a thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to just watch the performances. <laughs> Yeah, and and watch we did watch we did we got six of them which was great um so beyond that as you said the only other thing before we get into the people was ken uh, robin Thicke's shirt which um your thoughts boris uh i think ken jong described it well <laughs> um he did i felt like maybe he's not necessarily a, working at the cabana but he's a bartender at like a sandals resort perhaps mm. whose only job it is is to get you to take shots and spend money <laughs> yeah i i picture him like manning a bar that's got like a straw hat type of roof is that just called a straw roof <laughs> sure yeah i mean it's okay. it's cabana like a uh, a tropical cabana style bar mm. yeah with like drinks with little umbrellas in them for sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Okay, yeah, so then we can just move on to a uh, lovely drink that was the crocodile. Um, I guess I think he's no, a drink. Let's snap, up, let's snap up our next contestant. Okay, okay. Crocodile. Snap, snap. Snap, snap, baby. <laughs> snap, snap. Okay, so crocodile comes through. Uh, tough skin, quick to snap where the strength and weaknesses. I don't know why I keep bringing these up when they don't matter, but... I noticed a bit of pep in the step of the crocodile. I I was feeling a bit of swagger coming through on the stage. And I'm very excited because I loved this costume in the preseason. I believe you were not really as hot on it. 
did your thoughts change in looking at it now in like HD live on stage? Yeah, the quality is definitely better than I thought. It looks mm. less like Halloween costume mm-hmm. um, because that was kind of the first impression that that I got. Um, uh, yeah, I, I definitely noticed the same thing. I noticed the swag. I noticed the <laughs> attitude. The the stage presence was definitely something that the crocodile brought in full force. And I was like, oh, this is our razzle dazzle contestant. I love, I love when I, when I look at it and I've got a razzle dazzle on my hands. Yeah. You know me, I'm a sucker for that. So <laughs> what? What does that mean? I've got a razzle dazzle on my hands. On what? my, on my team, on my TV screen, everything, just a holistic razzle dazzle. I'm all for the razzle dazzle in and outside of the mass Singer, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I mean, it's still a velour tracksuit. Okay. Like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but I feel like that is very razzle dazzle. Mm. Well, do you want to run us through the, uh, the clue package here? Ooh, okay. The clue package. Okay. So, um, we started out in like what may have been Vegas, what you thought was Casa Bonita. Yeah. It looked <laughs> like the cliff divers in Casa Bonita to me. I love that you've never been there and you're the one who is like, was like, hey, doesn't that look like that place in Denver that you yeah. know? Because <laughs> like, I know it for two you. reasons. I know it from South Park, and then I know it because you told me you went there, which I was like, oh, that's the thing from South Park. And then you got me like a crushed penny from there that's in my wallet all the time. It did. I spent 50 cents to get you a flattened penny that has Casa Bonita, and it's got like a monkey on it or something weird. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, um, so there were a few things that stood out to me from the clue package, which was, um, the, the crocodile grew up in Hollywood, surrounded mm-hmm. by heartache and instability. There was also the visual clue of the Italian flag and fish in a pineapple. Um, also, the fact that the crocodile may have this like hard exterior, but is really a warm, sensitive creature. And then the other language phrase that I pulled out was the phrase natural selection. I don't know what that means yet, but it Hmm. felt very out of place when they said it. And so I think that that's a reference to, I don't know, like a song or uh, an album or something. Once I get a little bit more information, I'll I'll get it. There was a band called natural selection, but they only had like one hit and I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's related (laughs) to anything, but those were sort of the main things I pulled out from the clue package. So I did not catch the natural selection thing. I um I did catch the the weird rhymey thing at the beginning when he goes to jump off the Casa Bonita cliff mm-hmm. and there was make you swoon, which immediately took me to boy band. I was like, mm-hmm. it's gotta be like a boy bander type. And then the weird heart pool slide thing, like the mm-hmm. yellow slide with the hearts on it. I noted that, which um I, I feel like in a greater um scheme of things, that could be either a heart. It could be like a heart throb clue, or it could be a slide, or it could be a slip and slide, something like that. And then they said that. I they mean, were, heart throb is a clue makes sense. Slip and slide is a clue makes less sense. But- I would I would agree with that. But then I've done some I've done some look seeing, and okay. I've I've made the clue fit, which is okay. ridiculous. Um, All right. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. Oh God, I am not. Okay. And then uh so the growing up in Hollywood surrounded by heartache and instability, this makes me think that this is someone who is kind of starting young in the business, right? They gotta have been around for a minute. They're happiest in the water, which is an interesting clue because that kind of you lose me there. I don't know. Are they like a water enthusiast? Did they work with like 
a water type production of either, you know, a movie based in water or what does it mean to be a water enthusiast? Like I would consider myself a water enthusiast. I do drink a lot of water. No, that's drinking for survival. That's a different story. Um, I'm sorry, not just survival, but thrival. Okay. I don't just survive, I thrive. <laughs> I wanna I'm gonna save you the embarrassment and move on. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So then there was the whole like um, uh, the clue where like it, it was like a lazy river, but then everything in the background kind of looked more Vegasy. Which I guess if we just look at it, that and the Casa Bonita from the beginning being Vegasy, it's like one big Vegas thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a thing to look to keep an eye on. And then I heard the wicked big splash, which I think was supposed to make us think it's got to do something with wicked. But I don't know anything about Wicked, so I'm le- I'm leaving that clue with you entirely. If you're oh. pre- if you're gonna go pr- pursue it, well, I think um, who was it that interpreted it as like a Boston reference? Like, oh, you Wicked smart! Like mm. that that was what it was, not actually the musical. But now you got me thinking of it that way, and I did not consider that perspective. Interesting, yeah. And I th- honestly, Leona, I think the biggest thing for me is that I really, really think that the pineapple fish Italy thing is supposed to be the biggest clue, but it makes no sense to me. The closest I got to that is fish, pineapple, pineapple, fish, pine, fish, Chris Pine. Like that's all I've got for you, which is nothing. Like Chris Pine is, it's not Chris Pine. So, mm-hmm. uh, but there's something there. I just know it and I'm, it's going to bother me until they tell us what that is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the crocodile is going to be here for at least a couple more episodes. So I think we'll get a chance to get some more clues. It's safe to say. So let's just talk about this performance here. So the crocodile opens the night and comes through performing It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. And damn, what an opener. I still think the sun was better, but this was a great opener for me, especially because you had got me a little bit worried about like talking about talking smack about the costume. So when we got there, I was like, Oh, this is phenomenal. Love the voice. I like the thunder in the background. They definitely are giving like putting that Vegas vibe into the background as well. Like I feel like Vegas is starting to become more and more important after watching that performance. You think um, for this particular performer that Vegas is a big deal or are you saying like in general for the mass singer? No, not in general for the mass singer. Just like in this performance, I felt like the background was very like, you know, l- l- like n- lights in the Vegas night kind of thing. Like, okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I, I get that feeling as well. Okay. So we're on the same page. There. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I overall liked this a lot. I thought it was a great start to the show. I have a big question for you because I didn't understand what they were supposed to be. Um, so the background dancers, obviously big part of mass singer. So they come through and they're like silver witches is what I have in my notes. They kind of look like witches ish. They had like horns they? though, didn't they? So it looked like a witch's hat with like two prongs, like two witches tip hats, hat tips. Oh, like a witch hat, but no, I'm pretty sure they're horns. So then what is it? 
I mean, yeah, that doesn't actually answer your question. <laughs> but they had also, I feel like the headpieces had the whole like Sia hair thing going on where it was in front of their faces. Mm. So, I mean, obviously that fits with the theme, but the, the backup dancers have always kind of been like that. But they were just wearing like morph suits and then they had like weird hair down their bodies. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to find any way related to anything and I'm at a loss. Yeah, who knows? Because well, if it's witch, Wicked. Oh. But, but the background have the backup dancers ever been clues before? I mean, like the not mm, yes, because in back in season two when Ninja was doing Old Town Road, they the backup the dancers dance. were doing Ninja's signature dance move. Yes. So, so maybe. definitely maybe it's not impossible again anything can be a clue which is frustrating because it means nothing but anything could also be a red herring too so uh-huh, it's challenging. definitely it's challenging yeah so what did you think of that performance though oh yeah i thought it was fabulous i think the crocodile is one of the contestants i think that um and there's three that i really feel are super strong out of group b and the Same crocodile juice. is is one of them um i wrote in my notes amazing obviously <laughs> um but <laughs> on the rewatch Mm-hmm. The crocodile danced less than I thought because I had originally upon the first watch was like, oh, definitely a boy bander. He's got the dancing going on. But when you compare this performance to, say, one of the rabbits performances from season one, mm-hmm. it's it's nowhere close to the, the dance ability. Um, so so that worried me, not worried me, but like made me reconsider my my thoughts a little bit. But the other thing I noticed was that he kept trying to put his hand up to his ear like he's a trained singer like on the high notes especially you could see mm-hmm. he's his his right hand he kept going to like hold his earpiece but obviously he's got a big ass head thing on it so like yeah. he couldn't reach it but that was something i noticed so i think i think it's somebody who is a trained singer um and they're obviously very talented yeah no very much so and i and i do i did notice this now that you brought it up i just quickly looked at it right now definitely doing the earpiece thing there is some dance but it's also you're right it's not a lot but i gotta wonder is that does that come down to the song choice like how much dance sequence can you shove into it's my life by bon jovi uh yeah okay sure like it could it could be a song choice Maybe we'll have to see. You can't dress like the crocodile and not razzle dazzle us more. Like, well, and, and, and one of the benefits too, he came out without his cape, right? So mm-hmm. he has, and it's a relatively slim costume, which is something that's important if you're going to be doing the whole dancing thing. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I was excited. I'm excited for the crocodile. I'm. Well, once we get to talking about more of them, I'm already, you know, dreading the day we have to go from three to two in this group, but. For now, we're going to be guaranteed more crocodile, and that's all that's going to make me happy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the crocodile's on your team, too. Who would have thought? Exactly. I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. I'm not happy about some of the other picks, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) So, we get to the guesses, right? Now, tonight, so now they've introduced, you know, we talked about the golden ear and how they're going to be vaulting guesses. So, tonight, they made it to make it special. Of course, with the Masked Singer. Now, every week, I'm sure, after this episode, we're going to get a new themed way to deliver your guesses. Okay. So tonight they chose to go with this. And tonight you're going to drop your guesses into the vault train. Look at that. What? <laughs> For the vault train. The vault train. Oh my God. So 
The vault train. You were not happy. They did it six times. <laughs> Which okay, so we we did watch for the first time this episode together, and then we both like went our separate ways, did rewatches, mm-hmm. did all our clues, all our thoughts, all our guesses, all that stuff. But like watching you get so mad every single time they played that song, especially because you know it's coming up, right? Like the performance finishes, and you were like, "No, not again." <laughs> and it's the same, like it's this just on loop. I loved it. I love that song, so I was totally fine with it. I was one hundred percent vibe, and I was good to go. But the your pain was hilarious to me. <laughs> I'm just. It was repetitive, and I was like, "You're making me hate the song," and I don't like that about it. It so. was like it was like the um, what was the Big Brother competition that they did like fifty million times, the Ball Maze or something like that, where it was like, okay, at once it's fine, but when you repeat it so many times, it really loses its luster. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, like the more you expose me to it, I'm out. Like I would have been fine if. He, you know, the, they did the music at the beginning and they did the vault train thing at the beginning. And then after every performance, you just subtly see the train pass in front of the, them. And it's kind of like the, the conveyor belt at a sushi place where you just mm-hmm. drop your thing. Like the fact that they had to like get up and like jump around, oh, I have to make the train. I was like, mm. the first time I was funny. The second time I know you're doing like too much. Stop. Like- Perfect way to violate COVID six feet regulations also mm-hmm. by like making Robin like get up and run all the way around to drop off his stupid guests. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the train, they didn't complete the track to go down. It just went up and back. Yeah. Um, and then like the train just reverses, which I was like, yeah, trains don't do that. Well, they do. Well, trains don't usually do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you meet my dad, then. <laughs> We can go over. Luckily, he's not dynamic. a Matt Turner fan. No, so. Marisa, I'll hear this though. Don't, Marisa, yeah. don't say anything. Okay, please. Don't. Um, but yes, I also like the fact that though that there was a the little uh, Nick Cannon in the yes, <laughs> Nick Cannon seat. conductor. <laughs> yes, the conductor. <laughs> so they asked every performer, you know, what made what made you choose your costume? So what made you the crocodile? The crocodile said something along the lines of, I've had to have tough skin my whole life to survive because I'm really sensitive and anonymity allows me to be my true self. Sure, that's useless. Very much. Everyone's going to say the same thing, yeah. I, I feel like. Yeah, the, so. you know, now that we've had four seasons of this, you kind of see like very similar tropes like, um, oh, I was big in the spotlight and then I went away and now I'm back or something like that. I was this ridiculed. is another one of them. Yeah. yeah, sensitive, and it's nice having anonymity. We get it; it's fine, but it's <laughs> it's not useful, right? And I think helping to figure out who these people are, right? Ultimately, this isn't going to give me. This isn't where I'm like, aha! <laughs> I solved it. Oh, <laughs> they like being anonymous. Got it. <laughs> so then the guesses go: we get a John Ham from Ken, we get Nick Lachey from Nicole, and we get a Donnie from Robin. Can you just tell me which of these three you think is the best? choice and which was the worst uh i so i'm i'm also leaning boy bander uh Mm -hmm. from from the performance so i yeah i guess i don't know go with donnie from new kids on the block uh but i for me so so i i think my first guess my first thought was AJ from the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. for some reason, um, which I did a little bit more digging, and I think some of the the keys fit or the the pieces fit because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think it's a Backstreet Boy because they were in Vegas 
And there was like a lot of Vegas references. Like they had a Vegas um, residency for a little bit or something uh-huh. like that. Yes. So I was like, okay, I think it's one of them. And so then I narrowed it down to what I, between two people, because I was reading about all of the Backstreet Boys and I, the two that like performed in Hollywood were AJ and Nick. Mm-hmm. And AJ was, um, he acted in his first movie in 1986 when he was only eight years old. So he mm-hmm. like, up um, performing in Hollywood. Nick Carter as well was only 13 and when he was 12 he was in the Mickey Mouse Club so he also kind of grew up in Hollywood. So those are my top two contenders. I think the key, the the key, the clues fit maybe a little bit better for Nick. Um, like the Mickey Mouse Club one for example it's the Mickey Mouse Club <laughs> and I know this is a stretch but the clue from um, the preview was a special set of keys reverse my game forever i don't know if that means anything but mickey special set of keys <laughs> is that a stretch is that too much i don't know right. i think it's that my current my current feeling is that it's a backstreet boy between aj and nick i don't know which one but it also could be i i think i think i'm i'm happy to lock down that i feel like it's a boy bander but that's as far as i will get yeah, I think that um I think that we are on the same page. I've also narrowed it down to the very same boy band that you narrowed it down to. And by oh narrowed my down, God, I mean, you think it's Backstreet Boys too? It yes. just makes sense. Like they haven't had a Backstreet Boy yet. And which like to me is ridiculous, right? That like, you would have expected to see one at this point. And especially like looking at it now, AJ is on Dancing with the Stars, right? So I feel like this was oh. an easy move. They had an album last year. So they're not like you know, they're not full irrelevant either. So the people still know who the Backstreet Boys are. I know wait, who the Backstreet wait, Boys wait, are. Wait, wait, wait. AJ is on this season of Dancing with the Stars? I believe AJ McLean is on Dancing with the Stars right now. Could he have done both? No, because it's filming right now. Is it filming right now? Is Dancing with the Stars live? Do people vote? Is that uh, a thing? It, it, people do vote. People do vote. Let me let me yeah. see. Oh, uh, he dancing. Filmed, he would have filmed this before, and then yes. maybe could have gone. It's definitely possible because I think um, it's not outside the realm of ho- possibility that whoever is, did the Masked Singer also did this because I think this the the. It's weekly. I'm pretty sure it's a live show. So there's no way like he's doing it right now. I don't think this was also pre-recorded. So he's definitely in the realm of possibility. So you're telling me there's a chance. (laughs) Yes, there's definitely a chance. However, I've definitely also looked closer at Nick. And let me take you back to when I said that I think this I found a slip and slide fit here. Okay, so when you go to Nick's wiki, which is pretty much the depth of my research was go to their wikis. Okay. (laughs) And then listen to some of their tunes to see if like the voices can match. Um, Nick talks about being in Edward Scissorhands as someone in the background on a slip and slide as like his first appearance in a, in a thing, in a movie. And in the wiki, they talk about it. And like, he, he talks about how it's a bit of a throwaway and like, no one really, you know, you barely noticed me in the background, but it was pretty cool. So to me, I was like, this is the exact type of garbage that the mass Singer would use as a clue reveal at the end. So I saw that and I was like, I, you have my attention. The slide was yellow. Slip and slides can be yellow. So I was like, hmm, maybe. Um, and then the whole Vegas thing, I went the exact same route as you. The whole like t- big world tour, uh, sorry, residency in Vegas. That is what I got there. He had a hard upbringing 
big things in the family, big issues. Obviously, we know that um, Aaron has been doing things as well lately that have been a little bit weird. So the Carters definitely have had their hands full with with stuff. Then um, the whole water thing. I didn't know this, but Nick Carter was big into um, what's it called? Water sports. And by water sports, I mean, he got into powerboat racing and owned a team. So would you say he's a water enthusiast? I mean, I feel like you'd have to be a water enthusiast to own a powerboat team, right? Like, there's no other thing. What is it, a business deal? Like, was it a good business move? I don't know. Um, Then the last thing is I noticed in the clue package, at the very end, there was the rainbow above the, the crocodile's head. Did you notice that? No. So I haven't fully done this research, but I have reason to believe that Whoever this is, whether like it's a Backstreet Boy or not, I feel like the more you know, the more we know, like that star thing that was like a PSA thing. I feel like it's going to be someone who's done one of those. So I don't know if the Backstreet Boys have or not. I haven't done that research. What are you talking about? You know, the the more you know, like those PSAs about education and all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the rainbow on top of the crocodile before we got into the performance is a nod to that. I mean, it also could just be a rainbow. Liana, it could also just be a river. And it could no, also I know, but just did it have the star? Did it have the star? The st- crocodile is the star. No, no, no. At the end, but was he standing at the end of the rainbow? No, uh, standing underneath the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, right? Like, that's the whole thing with a lot of these clues is like, it very much could be. Um, I don't know. I don't feel confident enough about it just because I think there's still a lot that could be interpreted. Um, There's so much we can go into because like, the fact is, like, I feel like I'm fitting square pegs into circle holes by being like, oh, a slip and slide like that. I don't even think that's valid, but. Like, I didn't even notice slip. Like, I didn't think about the concept of a slip and slide at all. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, oh, look, we'll, we'll see more. But I do feel boy, boy bander is, like I said, where I'm willing to sort of plant my flag. I'm on boy bander planet. <laughs> boy bander planet. Well, you know who else was on a planet that You're is welcome. visiting us on Earth? You're welcome it, for that. I did that on purpose. Sorry. I know it messes up the train. The vault train. <laughs> the vault train is leaving the destination, Liana. Taking us to Planet Baby Alienville. <laughs> this is so weird. Yeah. Um, baby it. alien. Less creepy than we first met or still same creepy or more creepy? <laughs> it's more creepy, but like in a less threatening way (laughs) but that makes any sense at all i'm not worried about baby alien invading our planet but i'm worried about seeing baby alien on my screen for a prolonged period of time it's it's a creepy baby the baby alien was a better performer than i thought they were gonna be (laughs) yes is that weird to say is that even a thing I mean, it's hard to take that baby seriously as like a singer. Like, I would have never imagined the baby alien's going to come through and like do somewhat decently, right? Especially because I had my doubts with the whole ventriloquism aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the the entire clue package was very eye opening for me. I feel like we got a lot in it, like a lot than most performers, but it's it's a unique situation for me because we got a lot in it, but I also do not have a solid direction. Unlike okay. the last performer, well, which was like boy band. 
What, okay, well, what did you notice? Okay, so I've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I did get that reference at the beginning. Um, I what else did I write? I wrote that the baby alien was showering. I don't think that means anything. The rebirth in second gear is pretty interesting. That could be a friends thing, but also I feel like now everyone's going to focus in on the friends thing. So I don't, you know, I don't have enough there. Cream of the crop circle gives me nothing. There was like a parking lot that was specifically pointed out. I feel like when talking about the gracing the Tony award stage and the theater every week, they were a second thought, which makes me feel like this is more of a co-star, not a star star, like the second string. And then there was a bit of a like focus on parades, which I took note of. And then the big clue for me comes at the end with the, uh, the uh, Liberty bell. So the bell in Philadelphia, um, the, um, uh, what's it called? The ninja turtle for all. And I believe it's a turtle. It's either a turtle or a frog and a ninja frog makes no sense. So no, it was the tur- it was definitely yeah. a turtle. I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles written down as like yeah. a thing that I, I, I think that that's what that represents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was a mass Singer crown, which to me made me want to start looking at, is there a connection with the baby alien and like a former winner perhaps? Ooh, um, that's a good, that's a good tie in. So I also mm. noticed the two balloons or I mean, the mass singer one aside, I noticed yeah. the Liberty Bell. So I was like, okay, it's someone from Philly or someone that at least has ties to Philly. Cause mm-hmm. we know from, um, was it Michelle Williams who had all of the like UK, um, attached clues? But yeah, then yeah, yeah. It was like, and well, then- she lived there. She wasn't born there, but she mm-hmm. was like there for a while. So it could be somebody not necessarily born in Philly, but like, worked in philly for a while charlie day perhaps <laughs> could you imagine he's a decent singer also but i i don't think it's him anyway um and then yeah the teenage mutant ninja turtle so my research really started with the teenage oh wait are we talking about guesses or are you going to talk about performance um up to you we can go either direction okay um did you get anything? So, so all of my info comes from the clues. Like I didn't really get much from the song. Like I didn't recognize the voice. Okay. So let me look at my trusty notes because I believe the song. Okay. So um, to me, all I wrote was that this is like a Tom Bergeron type. So Tom Bergeron was the taco last season where it's like, Oh, I didn't know you could sing. Okay. Taco. But then also it's not like, amazing to the point where i think it's an artist or anything like that i think it's someone who's like ish ish with the uh, with the singing yeah i think it's someone who's probably a decent singer i think they're probably known for acting comedy something like that that was just the general vibe that i was getting also because it felt like someone who would be willing to do the baby alien is someone who is maybe more in the like comedy realm Mm mm-hmm um so yeah i i definitely got that same feeling from the performance yeah so what are your feelings with regards to the uh the clues out here uh all right so yeah so my research really the things that really stood out to me were like i said the teenage mutant ninja turtle um and the theater every week and then beamed onto the Tony award stage. But then I started thinking that could have so many different interpretations. Like theater every week could be at like stage acting, um, like plays, or it could just be like movies. I'm in hella movies. Yeah. yeah I'm in hella like, movies. I'm in, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm in the theater, right? It could be the movie theater. So then exactly. I was like, well, that's too vague to go from. So I started with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Let Safe me tell you. When there are like 50,000 different versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> yep. I was like, what the 
<laughs> I, I was like, it's going to be so easy. I can't can I tell you uh. real quick before you proceed? So what I did was I went to search Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like all the years show up, like 2009, 1990, blah, blah. I picked one and I was like, I'm only looking at the people in this one. I don't have time to look at all of them. So <laughs> I have just, a, I, wait, I so a based on one movie and it's a blind guess. So you went, oh, okay. So you chose, you chose the movie. I did choose a movie. I didn't end up choosing the animated series or the reboot. Okay. Well, there's like a million animated series, but yes. Okay. Continue. Oh, um, I, I would like for you to continue because I don't have anything else beyond that. Uh, that would like be good uh, conversation. What do you mean? Just go ahead. Just continue with what you were saying. That's where my research ends. There's so many different. <laughs> so you movies. didn't even pick one. You just stood there and were like, uh, no. I was crippled <laughs> by the choice. Let me just. There's the first animated series, the okay. live action series, the second animated series, the third animated series, the fourth animated series, as well as films. Like, what was I supposed to do? I started reading all of the different like um, versions, but it became incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know who this is right at all. And, <laughs> What's the opposite of, I know exactly who this is. Um, I know exactly who <laughs> this is. Isn't. I, I, I missed the, I missed the mark to say isn't it's fine. <laughs> I I, okay. I don't know. I don't know who this is at all. Okay, like let's even start with the 2012 TV series, right? Okay. This includes voices such as Jason Biggs, Seth Green, Rob Paulson, Sean Astin. Like, uh, f- th- th- there's so many people that you could pick from. Yeah. So yeah, we can start maybe like taking people out because it's like okay. There's no way Jason Biggs is on without a pie being somewhere, so that's not a thing. Even the pie symbol I would have taken. So, <laughs> like you would have expected it to be is somewhere. So even if it's a watermark <laughs> in the bottom left, like it's got to be on screen. Otherwise, it's illegal. You can't do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, could this be like, and I'm just looking live right now. Could this be, do you think that Will Arnett has the capability to sing? Okay, so first of all, uh, I would recognize Will Arnett's voice like immediately. So I really don't think it's Will Arnett. Um, Because I assume, so you're going based on the movie, the 2014 film. No, so I'll tell you this. I didn't really read the the wiki of the person that I picked from the cast list. I was like, oh, Corey Feldman. And then I read about him. I'm like, I don't think it's Corey Feldman. Um, I mean, that's not a bad, I don't know. It's not bad. Because the one thing I did was just... Yeah. Check uh-huh. if he sings and he sang like a little bit. So I was like, good enough for me. <laughs> like, lock it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God. Whoopi Goldberg was in the 2014 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. She was? I've, I've watched that. As Bernadette Thompson. Does that sound familiar? Not even a little. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm reading right now. No, to be honest, like I started, I started like reading through. And like I said, I got incredible. Like I have, I have a guess that's incredibly stupid, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's Tony Shalhoub. Okay, and here's no, what? it's not Monk. Come on. <laughs> I was like Tony, Tony, <laughs> and he was in one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. 
Can you repeat what the, the what the clue was for the Tony clue? Like, how was it phrased? No, it was something about being beamed onto the Tony Award stage. So, like, does that mean like he he got beamed on stage to accept an award on behalf of one Tony, <laughs> aka myself? <laughs> yeah, he was um, king of the Tonys. <laughs> <laughs> he's been to four Tonys and he's won one two years ago. See, that's what, exactly. See, it's not that bad. <laughs> yes. Um, literally, all I have to go off is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but that's what I've narrowed down. So I just need to create like a, a master list of everyone who is the voice, and then just once we get the next set of clues, go from there and start like eliminating people because I really so, think that's the only way I'm going to get there because I because I don't recognize the voice. Yeah. So for me, the voice is one of those that I feel like it's familiar, but not familiar enough for me to know. It's not like uh, I'm not in a a Rottweiler situation whatsoever, you know, Mm -hmm. or a Buster Rhymes position at all. So I also feel like I want to lean that way. But now that we've talked about it extensively, I'm starting to feel like, why are we zeroing in on this one clue? Like this one clue, because I feel like the the clue at the start of the season, the sneak peek clue was like the five, the number five in the sky, right? The five stars or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not fully out on that clue. I feel like I want to look at that a little bit, but. Oh, the five. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. Because I mean, there's technically four Ninja Turtles, five if you count Splinter, but like, no, you don't count Splinter in that equation. No, I don't. I don't know. What I'm saying is that I feel like, what about the Liberty Bell? Like, what about the, the, can you, what can you tell me as an American about the Liberty Bell? Well, it's in Philadelphia. Yes. And I've seen it and it's got a big crack in it. And <laughs> that's about it. But I knew all these things already. You don't have anything new to tell me. Look, the U.S. educational system is not the best. All right, <laughs> you're blaming the education system. There was no, yeah, there was no Animaniacs song about it, so I never learned Aww. that. Um, no, the only thing that I was like thinking potentially is because, like I said, I was reading through everybody who was in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and mm. I don't know if this voice fits but Seth Green is from Philadelphia um, and he did a voice in one of the um, uh, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle versions so that was like the closest thing I could think but I feel like there would have been some rep well I don't know maybe I'm giving him too much credit because like I know him you know especially well he's done a lot of voices but like especially from um, uh, Robot Chicken was what I was like expecting and I combed through that clue package looking for something related to robot chicken and I couldn't see anything. So if that pops up in the future, I think I'm definitely going to have some confirmation bias here, but to be honest, I have no idea. Did like, the- it's, like Josh Peck, for example. Oh no, it's not Josh Peck. There's no way that voice is too different. Mm. Is there? So I like the Seth green pick because his goofy ass would be the type of person who would come up with this costume, who would be in a costume like this. So yeah, if they unveil yeah, if they unveil the baby alien and it's Seth Green, I'd be like, oh, totally. I, I totally see that. Um, like it fits. But yeah, Tommy so- Chalub, though. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Let me just hit you with this. So... I The performance itself. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I do think we're both like work in progressing on the baby alien, and I have a feeling that even the next time we see the baby alien... Baby Alien's probably going to survive, most likely, so we'll have one more chance at least to deliberate. Um, I think, with regards to the performance, the biggest standout to me was the weird inflatable planet dancers in the background. 
that were just flailing about and doing a whole lot of nothing. Yes, those were super weird because it felt yeah. like they couldn't really move all that much. Um, sorry, I'm doing some reading. Ben Schwartz is in the most recent animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Is that Turtle. John Rafio? Yeah, he's like a funny guy. He's like funny. <laughs> he's the type of person I could see like popping out of a friggin' baby pop it out of what a birthday kick like what are you talking about no you know (laughs) and let's see he was announced that he was cast oh he was in space force that terrible series on netflix wow shots fired space i tried to watch it twice Mm -hmm. it was bad is he (laughs) from philadelphia um he's not from philadelphia but again he could have just like worked there for a bit or something like that right Um, it doesn't take much was he a parking attendant doesn't it doesn't take much he's done voices so he could like do the puppeteering potentially i mean i really don't think that's the way he would sound he has a pretty distinct voice so maybe not yeah i'm not i don't know know. anyway sorry to go back to the performance (laughs) okay it was somehow weirder that its mouth was moving than like the mouths that just don't move at all for the the other contestants like because it was probably not synced correctly it was just so weird i i laughed the entire time the baby <laughs> alien was performing and upon rewatch continued to laugh the entire time there was something just so bizarre about it that i was like what am i freaking watching right now like if historian no if historians from the future came back and they were like investigating the ancient texts of 2020 and they uncovered this video it would be like (laughs) what were these people on because that was definitely how it felt but i loved it yeah what if i told you that the dancers behind the baby alien were doing the chicken dance no they were like potatoes wait were they they, wait were they really no, they weren't doing a chicken dance. Oh, but that that might help with. The, but it was it a robot chicken? Is the real question. <laughs> well, they look mechanic in their in their um, rhythm. If that helps, um, yeah. This performance was odd. Obviously, I think that immediately the minute the the dummy's mouth started moving, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna throw away the sneak peek thought I had of it's a ventriloquist because." It was not matching the music at all. And that's what I said was ultimately if it's someone who's not a ventriloquist, all they need to do is open the mouth up and down. Doesn't matter if it's on beat or not. And it'll be fine. <laughs> but it was like completely off. But yeah. I get it. It's hard. Like I'm, I'm sure I would also fail at this, but I don't understand why they didn't give the little baby alien a microphone, like either an ear microphone or a hand microphone. It felt like a really missed opportunity. Yeah, I feel like a baby microphone would do well, especially because the taco had like a hot sauce microphone which i thought was phenomenal so yeah yeah um also just another vouch the fact that this was hilarious mike bloom messaged me and said i'm watching the mass singer i can't stop laughing at the baby alien (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need to know is that the baby aliens goofy is not eliminated and we're gonna see baby alien again (laughs) what a weird show this is Mm -hmm. i love it is there like a like a karate based animal what does that even mean what if it's not a ninja what if it's like karate 
Ooh. Um, okay. So yeah. So like maybe we're barking up the wrong or we're snapping up the wrong tree in terms of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. What yeah. about like the, is did, is there a Karate Kid animated series featuring animals? Is there a famous kids show that maybe you and I are not familiar with? I don't know because like the, right. So for what the guess is, Jenny went with Ralph Macchio. I'm assuming based on the ninja, right? With the karate. Well, yeah, it was the karate kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I feel like that's too on the nose. Again, I'm like, I feel like Mass Singer has done things to me where now I don't trust any of my own instincts. I don't trust the clues. I'm like, they're misdirecting me. Even when it's like in my face, I can't, I can't anymore. It's like the abusive partner. You you hurt me one too many times. Yeah. I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Well, that's why with some of the clues that are so blatantly obvious. It's like, well, that can't be right because they would never do that. Right. Which it's like, oh, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, this person's really good, so there's no way I've got who they are based on these clues because, like, why would they do that? Yeah, why would they want to reveal it so early? Yeah. And I feel I'm- like they've been doing a good job because there's very few people that I feel like I have a good guess for. Um, I really feel like I'm floundering a little bit with some of these guesses because I think that the clue packages, I think they're really good this year. Maybe I'm just, like, hype for Mass Singer right now, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm really feeling Mass Singer right now. I'm like um, really into Mass Singer right now. <laughs> no, I think that um, the one I can think of who went deep and I got from the clue package and not the voice from the first episode was um, the frog last season. Yeah, but that's also because that clue package was kind of made for me. You know, like not everyone's going to get it. Yeah, but not yeah. everyone is that cool. Mm, yeah, mm, the frog's not that cool, but whatever. It's, it's okay. Um, so I here's the thing. Please answer this question for me. Am I completely like cuckoo bananas for thinking that the Freddie Prince Jr. guess was not that bad? Okay, well, why? Justify it to me. So I also think if you're looking at the Friends clue at the start and you're trying to think <clears throat> who's made an appearance in Friends, He's made an appearance in Friends, and he was into hand puppets. It was literally Liana one episode where he's a male nanny, and his way of like communicating with the kids, like he had hand puppets for them. So the fact that Ken thought about this is so deep cut, which made me impressed. And then I didn't even notice the vampire steak thing at the top of the uh, of the shot, where then relating it to the vampire slayer, and then relating it back to Freddie Prince Jr. I thought was very good continuity. So it kind of like. You know, it, it gelled well with me. I liked it. Yeah, I, I think um, I think we've kind of abandoned the fact that we think that this is somebody who's an expert puppeteer. Like, this ain't no lamb chop up in here. Um, no, lamb just, chop. Yeah, did you watch Lamb Chop as a kid? Yeah, but who's saying, who's thought about Lamb Chop in the last 10 years? I had a, my mom would, never mind, whatever. It's oh, fine. No, tell us, tell us. <laughs> no, I had a Lamb Chop puppet when I was a kid, and my mom oh. would a Lamb Chop I had a lot of puppets, actually, now that I think about it. I think I had a Barney one, too. But uh, anyway. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, do, do, do. So, yes. I, so, so, anyway, the whole point was to circle back to your guess, which is I think that that definitely could be the case, that that's how they're related to puppets, not because mm-hmm. they're necessarily a puppeteer. Yeah, I, I do. Th- it's possible. And like the thing is, like, I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. is a puppeteer, right? So, okay. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with regards to the baby alien here before we uh, leave its planet? I think overall, I don't know who it is at all. 
uh, but but uh, I was impressed because I thought it was going to be much worse. <laughs> yes. Is that a good thing or a bad no. thing? I don't know. I, I mean, I think back to the the night the that we did the draft, and we both thought that this was going to be just a gimmick. And this yeah. is two for two now. The two gimmicky ones with the snow owls and the baby alien have been pretty decent. So yeah, I'm happy I have the baby alien on my team. Not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping lips pulls through. We'll see. <laughs> uh, was, did I say something funny to you? Lips always pulls through. Okay. What does that mean? Um, we're going to visit the aquarium now and uh, make way for the seahorse. So Woo-woo. seahorse walks out to a song that I immediately recognized, Cover Girl by One RuPaul. Is that mm-hmm. that's the name of the song, right? I nailed it. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. I and you know the first thing is like we turned to each other. I was like, oh my gosh, is this our first drag queen? Which I'm still waiting for a drag queen. And there are a lot of queens out there that have music. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was hoping for. I do not think that that's what we got. But fine. I mean, yeah. she was a phenomenal performer anyway. So I can't get mm-hmm. mad. And Seahorse is on my team, and she she's quite the sexy first Seahorse. Pick. First pick <laughs> yeah. in the draft. Yeah, seahorse. first pick in the draft. I feel good about it. I think you should. I think this is a easily front runner for me, like top three, top two, even so far. So yeah. it's a very good pick. So yeah. I want to talk about this clue package. Okay. Because I went on an adventure trying to figure out who the seahorse is. The seahorse is the only person that I feel like I tried hard to find out um, because I felt more comfortable with the clues and I wanted to set out to prove that I have a hunch that it's not a country based singer and I needed to make sure that that wasn't the case because I felt like the accent was fake and I was like, you're trying to throw me off. So let's dive into the clue package, shall we? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Like, okay, corral. (laughs) Right. So when I, the okay corral upon rewatch, I was like, what if it's like a, like a okay boomer joke, like a not to okay, okay corral. (laughs) Okay, kids. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe it could also be like an. I mean, it's like Oklahoma. It could be um, what? What else would OK stand for? Um, original content, but with a K. <laughs> <laughs> um, original Kraken. Okay. <laughs> Release the original Kraken. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's to see if it's at the water. It's a water. The seahorse <laughs> is really a water enthusiast. Big time. More more so than the croc, I would say. Mm. So, yeah, the whole thing is straight up Western motif, like top to bottom. That's the big focus, like how the crocodile had Vegas and how the baby alien had space. This was all Western motif. And then again, I focus on visual clues more than I care about the audio and the visual clue here. I stared out for too long. So it's like a tea party with two dogs like a pigeon dove thing and then a rainbow frog thing. It was a dove, yes. And they did linger on this shot, which made me feel like, oh, this is super important. Also, it was a tea party. So there were like four teacups in front of each one of these uh, things. This clue gave me more to play with than anything else in the whole clue package. So I think I've got it down somewhat um, as far as what this clue was supposed to convey to us. I think this clue has two pieces to it that are important. One is the weird frog rainbow thing. And then one is the, the, the tea party itself with the four of them. I think the tea party itself with the four of them points to like a judge show, like uh, um, America's Got Talent or American <laughs> Idol. 
Judge Judy, lock it in. <laughs> it's Judge Jerry, lock it in. <laughs> Which I feel like does Judge Jerry survive the COVID stuff? Like, is that show did it even make it into onto the air? I don't even know. Uh, good question. We can look it up after this. So we don't have to. But I knew fine. you were excited about going. So that was one of the promises I was made upon arriving uh, to the states. But that's fine. I'll move on. I'll live. Also, if anyone thinks that we're being serious about that, no, that was a joke. Um, please don't I think mean, of us that. Early. I was serious. Did I know. You figure out that they film nearby. They're relatively like close. In Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. So the judges thing is one I think that connects. The other thing is the the frog rainbow thing. Now, there is a frog who's known for a rainbow based song. That is Kermit <laughs> the Frog with the song Rainbow Connection. Okay. Yes. So I am familiar. So that's the song. I found out that a bunch of artists have sang with this frog, Kermit, Kermit the Frog, before. So yes, I feel like that's something we could look at. But again, that's like a drop of water in like a huge river. I was about to say puddle, but river. So that's the thing that I thought was interesting. Then we talk about trapped by insecurity. Um, there was like a tug of war with myself, the dauntless diva. I'm excited to show shiny new sides of myself. And then the clue in the uh, preseason was living in the ocean can be quite dangerous. So it's always important to find a quiet place to hide. Okay. Then mm-hmm. I have a technical question for you as the, uh, the first language English speaking person on the panel. Hogwarts is what Robin Thick said. That's like a that's a definitely a Harry Potter not if it's Hogwarts. But is it a warthog also a thing? Yeah, a warthog is a thing. What is there like what's the significance of the warthog? Does it like have a message it conveys? Like what is that? Um the biggest thing that I can think related to a warthog would be the Lion King. Oh, well, like Pumbaa? Yeah, when I was a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, take me out of the madness for a second because I feel like I dove deep on one clue. What have, what are your thoughts on the clue package? Proper? I, have, I have no idea. I, I oh, have snap. absolutely no idea. So the biggest clues actually I got were from the song because I think it's a, it's a young, strong <laughs> singer, right? Yes. So um, I don't think it's... I think this is somebody who's maybe more similar to the Rumor Willis style where it's like they're super talented mm-hmm. and they've been able to have success within certain realms, but they haven't really made like a huge crossover, um, really well-known type performer. I see. Does that make sense? Or did that yes. just word salad? No, 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 no. It makes sense. You're, you're basically saying that it's someone who is not as big as they probably should, should be, but be. could be yes. on the uptick. Yeah. And I think that they're probably really successful within their particular field, but yes. or like within their little whatever, you know, niche community or whatnot. But I definitely mm-hmm. feel like they're, they're clearly super talented and probably should be more famous than they are. Right. And that's where I feel like a lot of the guests, the guesses were like, oh, it's this superstar. Whereas I don't necessarily feel like that's the case, but it's somebody who is as talented as all of these superstars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's a bad way to look at it at all. I think it's very possible. Very, mm-hmm. very possible. So yeah, I'm not like hip with the young singers. So. <laughs> yeah, I um. So there's someone who's a relatively bigger singer, right? Who I have in my thoughts as someone that could be a possibility maybe not specifically this person but like a this person type 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, can we talk about the performance before we dive into more of that? Mm-hmm. Because this was fantastic. I loved everything about this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I thought this was really fantastic. Um, the only thing that I have of note really is the blow up cactus. Costume. Oh my God. Best, best costumes, best backup dancers of all time. This was like getting left and right shark back in my life after all of these years since that Super Bowl. It was so good. I love that the cactus were like doing the robot. And, you know, all I can say is they were pretty fly for a cacti. So good. <laughs> So I love them so much. I was so happy with the cactus. More cactus, please. It's your your left shark. Oh, so <laughs> uh, good. I, yeah, I, I got it from the sense that they were doing, still continuing the Western theme, but mm-hmm. like, what does that have to do with a seahorse? I have no idea. Like the baby <laughs> alien had moons, you know, or like lumpy potatoes, right? Like that fits. Whereas this was like, wait, why? Did we just have these leftover costumes? We somehow force fit them in here. Maybe that's why it was all... um western themed but i don't know yeah certainly possible um but i just yeah to me this was the performance of the season thus far um until we talk about someone later in the episode who i think topped it like 20 minutes later Mm -hmm. um but i love this so much i love when it's a cover of a song that i know and i feel like it's a better version of the song now so that's how i felt with this um, slam dunk. Uh, Rihanna will have words for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I love Rihanna, but like, I like this. This was a better vibe for me. More your speed, like yeah. Your style, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did like the background a lot as well. I noted that it kind of looked like a underground mountain, so that was pretty cool. I like that, um, but no, I, I like the seahorse's sea voice a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that this is someone who we're going to see make it deep, deep in the game. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. Yeah. So, Liana, back to back to the potential, like, who could this be? So there's someone who their songs have been used on The Masked Singer, famously with one thingamajig. They won album of the year Grammys this year. Okay, last year. Sorry. Their album was called Golden Hour. Okay. Um, And if we look at OK Corral, Golden Corral. Damn. The shoe kind of fits somewhat, maybe um, a bit of a reach. But then also their song was called Rainbow that the thingamajig did. All of this is pointing to someone who is probably more known now and well celebrated. So not really like an up and comer, but uh, Casey Musgraves. No, no. But like the clues. No. Fit. I, 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 I uh, yes, but I re, I re, it's not her voice. Okay. It's just not like I I've been listening to her since she broke out, like when she was writing for Miranda Lambert and stuff. And like, I I just really don't feel like it's her. I need to stop picking people that, you know, well, because you just shoot me down and it hurts so much every time. (laughs) I'm I'm like, it's Casey. Nope, 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 no. (laughs) It's like you put all this time and effort into coming up with the theory and then it's like, I'm sorry. No. Mm, okay i mean i uh, so i think she's somebody who for my criteria also is like this is gonna sound rude maybe but like too successful no and like that's the thing right that's the reason why i retract i redacted one of my guesses from one of the later performances of the evening but definitely it's someone who i looked at even i was like too successful because then it takes me to my second point of maybe all of these clues are leaning towards hey look at her and then be like, who's like her and start looking there. 
So who's like a Casey Musgraves type who like she's very well successful. I feel like in the last two years, her has been her uprising into like the main mainstream. So who is almost there? Who is getting there? Who's on the path? Perhaps. Yeah, I uh, I wish I knew more about this region. Um, I tried to do some research, but because I didn't really have like the the teen the same thing as the teenage mutant ninja turtle like what was that for the seahorse because I need unless I recognize the voice I really need some some clue that I feel like is substantial enough to start narrowing down my list of people and mm. I didn't necessarily have that from her yeah I've I've got one more in my um arsenal but I genuinely need to do like one more look see before I can feel comfortable with that. But I think the Casey Musgraves direction, I just, I feel like it's someone within that realm, within that, like, or that trajectory, perhaps. Like, you think it's a country, a country. I genuinely do not think it's a country person. I think it's someone who is a good singer. I think what you said about, like, they're good in the, the field they're in. I think it's someone who had a more negative start. Um, who didn't have like just the immediate success. I think that it's it could be someone who is within the talent um um talent show world of like the got talent or the American idols or the voice or something. And yeah. like because I think this could be someone like the kitty. We had Jackie Ivanko last year. I think this is someone who could be in that um form as well, potentially. Mm, that's a good that's a good shout. I think if it's yeah. someone who came from the the American Idol, whatever America's Got Talent world, but then like had some success within their particular realm, but then never like broke through to mainstream or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's where I start next round in terms yeah. of my research. But I think I think the seahorse will be around for at least a couple rounds. Around for a couple rounds. I would I would think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. Okay. So then we can move forward or we should be moving forward to the next one. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more. We're back. So all aboard. Well, the train, the train. Oh my God. Talk more about the mass singer. Um, I'm just going to embrace it now. I'm like, I love the vault train now, whatever. We should make that our theme song. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want it that bad. No. Well, the vault train. Okay. Vault enough. train. <laughs> so I, I, I can't. You so mad. I, it was so irritating. It was like, why are you spending like 40 seconds of my life doing what I already know you're going to do? Why? Oh, that was so funny. I was okay, like, sorry, sick performers. Okay. Yep. So yep. I don't quite know what word I should use to segue into this next one. Uh, thingamabob. Uh, didgeridoo. Okay. Whatchamacallit. I think it's called the whatchamacallit. Let's talk about the whatchamacallit. Wait, whatchamacallit? Uh, we're gonna call it cousin. It's cousin. Yes. All right. The costume. I know we talked about it. I wasn't a huge fan because I felt like it was cheap hair, which I still think it's cheap hair. But I did like it more when it was moving. Mm. So I appreciated it a little bit more uh, now that we've actually seen the costume in action. Yeah, I think it's better now than it was initially. I still do not think it's one of the better costumes. Ultimately, no, I don't I, know. I, I co-sign that. Can I just say the 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 part of this costume that doesn't need to be there is that eye. The eye, it yeah. looks 
so out of place and it feels completely unnecessary. Like it almost would have been better if it didn't have an eye at all. I just yeah. want to rip that thing off. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that I <laughs> do not see a reason for that to be there. Was see a reference? See, because you see it with your eyes. You got it. A I <laughs> vitamin A for eyesight. <laughs> All right. Well, let me just put on my glasses here and optometrize my way into these <laughs> clues. <laughs> okay. Um, I got from the clue package. It felt like this was a uh, almost like a series of vignettes. But mm-hmm. very tiny, teeny, tiny clues where like some of the other clue packages you get, I don't know, like bigger clues. This was like shrimp, record, bear, candy bars, bees, keys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the only big thing that I pulled out from this that really meant something to me was Dancing with the Stars. The fact that we've seen so much crossover between the mass Singer and Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. really makes me feel like this is a, a truly Dancing with the Stars reference. I know that you think like maybe it's too obvious, but I think Tom Bergeron's Dancing with the Stars clue is very similar to this. So I started my research with narrowing down who I thought this would be because I didn't recognize the voice um, with mm-hmm. the Dancing with the Stars logo or logo cast list. But again, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it feels like literally everyone in Hollywood has been on Dancing with the Stars. So uh, it doesn't really narrow it down. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this was too on the nose for Dancing with the Stars, especially because it was peppered in with so many other vaguer clues. I was like, surely they know we're going to focus on this. So it's a, again, I'm trying to get into the mind of the producers, which is stupid. But I'm more like, I'm more keen on like thinking about the jello and like the fact that there was like all these like jelly things that the whatchamacallit jumped on. Or and like there was like oranges there. So I was like, it's one of two things, okay? It's either jello or it's like a orange county type of thing. But then I don't know much. Again, when it comes to America, I don't know much. I don't know what Orange County would deduce. Like, is this someone who lives in Orange County, was born in Orange County, like played something, some sport in Orange County? Because when you said Dancing with the Stars last night on our watch, I proceeded to look at the sport that I'm more well versed in, which is basketball, to see is there anything there for one of these performers from Dancing with the Stars who are former or current NBA players? The answer is no, not really from a basketball perspective. Like you didn't think that there were any basketball players that could potentially that would fit? No, because also the other thing was that the whatchamacallit's a shy guy who avoids spotlights. Okay. Mm. Which to me was like then it's not going to be like a main player, like the main player on a team. It's going to be like a second player, secondary player to me. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I just want to <laughs> circle back to the Dancing with the Stars clue. I know that you think it's too obvious, but I feel I'm so sorry, whatchamacallit, but I don't feel like the whatchamacallit, the whatchamacallit, whatchamacallit, whatever, the whatchamacallit. Uh, is going to make it out of this group because I think that there are stronger performers. So because of that, I feel like they're more willing to be a little bit more obvious when it comes to some of the clues. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's just because that whole clue segment with the dancing with the stars, surfing with chocolate bars, and dancing with the beat, like it was like rhyming. So it was like almost like an accessory. 
So oh, like you think it had to be there because they couldn't find a rhyming dictionary? Or no, no, no. They they fully could have, but then they red herringed it. I feel like they say that, and then we avoid looking at the serve candy and the surf from keys. Like, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it could be too obvious. I mean, I I, I feel like I'm literally going to contradict myself when we talk about the next, you know, one. So uh, yeah, no, no, you're, it's possible. It's entirely possible. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, I um. So the most intriguing part of the clue package to me, and I'm and I'm I'm willing to bet anything that the answer is in this portion. It's the clock at the end of the clue package, where. The clock has so the clock is a like a. If you say it's flavor flave, I swear to God, I'm gonna come in the other room. <laughs> no, and it's yell at you. No, it's not flavor flave. Okay. Okay. Flavor um, flave. No, especially because I think one of uh, flavor flave's counterparts might be in uh, one of these costumes. Not popcorn, but fine. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so. So I want to read off the analog clock to you vocally, both to you and the listeners to kind of paint the picture. So it's an analog clock, meaning like there's like, you know, where the 12, 3, 6, 9 would be, you know what it is. So the top number is the number 2, not 12. And then it's 7, 8. Then there's a triangle at the 3 o'clock mark. There's a 4.0. And then there's a picture of the bear costume from season 3, which was Sarah Palin, spoiler alert. And then there's the number one, then six, then 12. Then it's at the nine, it's a shrimp. Then it's a turntable at 10. And then it's a pair of khakis at 11. (laughs) I don't know what any of that means. I know. I I have a theory, but like, uh, what does the triangle mean, you think? So this is why I go back to it could be a basketball player and I might have missed the mark because I feel like on first watch, I remember seeing like a Chicago based thingy somewhere um, of some sort. I feel like there's, you know, it could be someone from the Chicago Bulls, perhaps. But also then I think it's someone who's somewhat loosely linked to Sarah Palin. The triangle could be the triangle offense in basketball or it could be the the big three organization, which is a three on three basketball league, which a bunch of former NBA players play. And it's like an older a league um, with like the seasoned veterans play in it. So it could be a nod to that. Uh, the shrimp. Who knows? It's shrimp at nine. Takashi shrimp nine. Takashi six nine. But also it's not him because he's a he's, you know, out and about now. But I don't think it would be him. And he's not. He doesn't sound like that at all. I think it's an older person. Yeah, I and think the, they're, t- they're tall, too. Yeah. No, and Takashi's like five foot nothing. So yeah. I think the turntable to me leans like it's an old like it's a DJ from like back in the day or like a, someone in that realm. <laughs> How tall and, and please entertain me for a second because i have a connection between sarah palin and this person how tall is sir mix a lot <laughs> i don't know the only thing i can put him next to is a giant butt and i don't know how tall that butt was <laughs> yeah because um sarah palin saying baby's got back last year so could it be like a or maybe maybe it's a sir mix a lot type maybe like an adjacent <laughs> sir mix a lot adjacent yeah but what do you have on this? Oh, he's five eleven. So I don't think it's him. Yeah, I think I think the person in this costume is much taller. All right. So again, I started with Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. because obvious reasons. 
there weren't a lot of basketball players that have been on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, no. so that actually narrowed down my search considerably. And I have a fit, and I don't know if I'm force-fitting this, but I will try to do my best okay. to explain. All right. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, this person... No. Okay, sorry. No. We no, you, no. I, I'm doing what you do to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might say... No, that's why I don't want to lead with who it is. I I just want to I want to talk. I want to talk it. Build it up. Yeah, let's build it up like a beat. Build it up. Okay, so this is someone who is a basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) They were on Dancing with the Stars. They were on the athlete version of Dancing with the Stars in 2018. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we have that. Um. They are somebody who played with Magic Johnson because the OG clue in the preview episode was my career started with Magic. Okay. Okay. Uh, they were somebody who went to school at UCLA, which is the Bruins, the Bears, California Bears. They ended up, Sarah Palin, they ended up playing um, for both oh. the Bucks and the Lakers, but spent most, well, I don't know, I can't do math, but like, Played for the Lakers, which is near the OC, <laughs> like the Staples Center. Okay, you started losing me after the Magic Johnson, but I'm liking what you're doing so okay, far. Okay, fine. I'm just going to guess. They're a little bit older. Um, They're tall. I think it could be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, no okay. And I'm not even gimmicking you on this one. There is no way that's Kareem. Why There's not? no way. Why not? Because I've seen Kareem on TV and I hear him. He does not sound like that. There is no way Kareem's going to rap like that. No way. Yeah, but. Also, Kareem is not a shy guy. Is I know. He? I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Like he was Probably on New not. Girl. Yeah, but maybe he's like secretly shy. No. Also, isn't he like too tall, perhaps? He's like seven foot something. He's like yeah. very tall. He's seven foot two. Yes. Does he tower that high? Like does the whatchamacallit tower that high? Um, I definitely have to go back and look. Um Yeah, I I mean, how did he do on Dancing with the Stars? Was he like good? Do we know? Do we have did you watch some clips like no I'm sorry I didn't get to the clip stage of watching him on Dancing with the Stars let's see so he participated in season 26 of Dancing with the Stars so let's go ahead and open oh he was in the ABC reality TV series Splash a celebrity diving competition (laughs) do we get that a shy guy is not on a show like that okay he was eliminated third okay Um, so he he didn't exactly uh, succeed um, at that, but let's see. Oh wait, what was the clue from his? Oh no, magic starts on fire. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Okay, I don't know. Look, man, I, 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 it's shrimp. It could be an ironic nickname because he's so tall. <laughs> no, it's not like a biker named Tiny who's not tiny. That's not what's going on here. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. He's snazzy. His ja- He's jazzy. His father was a jazz musician. Uh, he has a beloved jazz LP collection. Oh, it was destroyed. Oh, that's so sad. When his house burned down. Um. So here, here's the thing. I think that. I think I'm right. <laughs> if, if you're right, I will gift you something. 
I don't know what we can talk about it and we can talk about it on the podcast so that I have to deliver. But <laughs> there's no way someone who's shy is going to be on a hella TV appearances on Full House, on Fresh Prince, on Scrubs, 21 Jump Street, Emergency, Man from Atlantis and New Girl and played a genie in a 1984 episode of Tales from the Dark Side. Hmm. <laughs> okay, but like the other clues, though. <laughs> the, but then tell me how it. What's his li- the bears thing is like probably the stretchiest thing to like link it to Sarah Palin. But no, my biggest thing is where am I? Where where I have so many tabs open in the middle of this podcast. It's it's a, it's a mess. But where's that clock? Okay, so back to the clock. What do you think the 4.0 is? Do we know his GPA in, in yeah, UCLA? Yeah, maybe that was his GPA at UCLA. You don't know. We don't know. No one knows. We'll is never he a big know. Khakis enthusiast. <laughs> I can't tell you. Was he on the cover of Khakis Monthly? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Khakis is a weekly magazine, not monthly. Get your <laughs> get your pantaloon magazines right. They're still in print, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and what is he? Wasn't a DJ. Did he spin for someone's birthday? Well, where did you get DJ? There's a turntable on the clock. Yeah, but he's he's a he's a fan of music. He likes jazz. His dad was a jazz musician. Music. Everyone's a fan of music. Every, yeah. So see. No. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm telling you this. I'm more I'm more keen that the seahorse might be Casey than this is Kareem. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. Well. Whatever. It definitely is. So oh, I should have like maybe count his accolades later, see how many MVPs he got, how many rookies and see if the clock matches any of that. But yeah, like the time. Well, because what were the numbers? Uh, oh, he oh was 33, God. right? So that's not. Yeah. So it's two, seven, eight. And then uh, triangle 4.0 bear <laughs> one, six, 12 <laughs> shrimp turntable khakis. <laughs> it oh. starts off. Yeah. What? Does it help that the clock is stopped on the two, which is in the 12th position, the shorthand, and then the longhand is in between the shrimp nine and the turntable 10? I have no idea what that means. But he was 22 and a half inches long when he was born. That's like two, 22. <laughs> two. You know, it's an apt description of everything known for an artist called the whatchamacallit that I don't even know whatchamacall this guessing session, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't so, know what bees have to do with him. Bee. So my <laughs> So the person I think this could be with the with the Bears um being there, like the Chicago Bears know the Chicago Bulls. Uh this could be Dennis Rodman, is what I'm gonna throw out, maybe. Based on nothing. Based on like nothing. Is he like shrimp? I don't know. He seems goofy enough that he would be the whatchamacallit with one eye, right? Like, that seems like his personality. Kareem does not seem like a whatchamacallit type of guy. Uh, but also, Rodman's uh, not shy, if anything. Rodman's like the most unshy basketball player out there. Yes, that is correct. I feel like I have more evidence to support my Theory. Yes, but also you thought Tony Shalhoub was a legitimate guest that you could have. Also, I want to say that in the clue package, looking at it, when when the Mochimakal is surfing by the with the chocolate, he's surrounded by like um colorful bees or wasps or I don't know hornets like the New Orleans hornets. So. Uh, uh... 
where are they now? Didn't they move Charlotte? They are now Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets now. Yeah. Um, Michael now, Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets. It's Michael Jordan. Pack your bags. It's done. It's Michael Jordan. Lock it in. <laughs> yeah. Look, I got nothing. No, right. I, I think I think your guess is not bad at all. I I'm especially happy. I was about to say proud of you, but then that might sound condescending. But right. I'm very happy to hear that you connected it to Magic Johnson because I didn't even think to connect it to Magic Johnson. So. Look, Kudos to you. Uh, uh, the benefit I had was that there were very few NBA players that have been on Dancing with the Stars. So it was relatively easy to force fit this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. And look, the performance is d- does not scream Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> at all. Like I'm literally just going based on the clues. Also, this was the trippiest performance uh, in this episode. And I say that knowing that the baby alien performed. Like I think this was the moment where I leaned over to you and I said something about like this would be great on drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, you did say that. I can vouch. Um, yeah, he got like beamed on stage, and then there were all those weird floating hands in the background. Oh, I loved those! I did like the hand holograms. It was kind of like raising the roof. Could this be Arsenio Hall? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I know exactly who this is. They also had the Lorax Forest, and then the yellow backup dancers and the shiny chef oh. hat. This one was the the trippiest of no, all. The, the the dancers looked like lamps, and they were wearing crop tops. In my notes, I've got damn. These are some sexy lamps. <laughs> yeah. like, the whole the whole like performance was a big like what the f and then this was on the heels of literally everyone that had come on stage thus far was good so when we heard this i was like oh no bye watch call i think you're leaving mm-hmm. but then on the second listen the rap wasn't bad at all it wasn't phenomenal it's clearly someone who knows this song well enough that they sung it off heart it felt like but like, yeah, it felt like this was definitely this is a song that i sing rap like in my car or in the right. shower. Like, yeah, yeah. Put the funny jam to it. Like, it felt yeah. like when the White Tiger opened their bag of favorite songs that they knew for karaoke. It kind of felt like right. that to me. Yeah. Right. Um, so, that's where we were left with, with this performance. And then, ultimately, looking at... Um, uh, what's it called? Looking at the guesses... I wasn't, I think the worst guess here is Tyler, the creator, as someone who's listened to a lot of Tyler, the creator back in college, this is dumb. Like he'd be one of the most obvious voices from the minute he starts singing. So it's not him. Um, Damian Lillard is also like, again, the, the clue, the stuff Ken was saying makes sense, but he is like, he's a leader on his team. He's the reason the trailblazers are make it as far as they do every season. So there's no way it's him. Swiss beats. I don't know enough about his life outside of his music, which I listen to. So this could be a good one. But again, this was based on the swinging keys, Alicia keys link, which doesn't give me much hope. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see. That's the thing. I wasn't like particularly impressed with any of the the guesses, but I also don't necessarily know enough to say this is absolutely wrong. Uh, I feel like the judges are probably at the same place that we are, which is interesting because I don't know how long the whatchamacallit is going to last. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, who, whomever is under this costume, it could be like a complete reveal. Also, I'm looking at the whatchamacallit now. There's no way it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like he's just not tall enough. Gosh darn it. Because the way that the whatchamacallit is holding the microphone up to their face, it's like at the same level of Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon's what, like 6'1"? I don't think he's that much. Was it 6'something"? Yeah. yeah. Who did so. we say was 5'11"? So you know what? Actually, no. 
You know what? Sir Mix a lot. It's not out of the realm of possibility then. <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> well, yeah, that about covers the Whatchamacallit. I think we gave Whatchamacallit a lot more time than the show gave Whatchamacallit. But mm-hmm. let's slither our way on to the next performer. Oh, baby. Let's go. Wow. This my... is what I've been most excited to talk about. <clears throat> so, oh, my God. This podcast is going to be forever long. <laughs> this is I mean, hey, this is a fun time. It's a fun time had by all this was this episode was worth it. My favorite performance of the night, hands down, hands down. Loved every bit of it. I thought the costume worked perfectly. I liked everything about it. I like whoever the serpent is and the fact that they kind of like sway side to side coming in. So they're really into it, which is better for me. I enjoy that. Um, just shout out to us for a second. Liana, both of us with our first picks in the draft picked some superstars here. I'm weirdly impressed by us. Right. Like, I, I don't know if this is something I should be proud of, but like, I feel good about our drafts. <laughs> um, although, you know, I think overall the season quality is just so good. Like, the likelihood of us drafting good people, I think it was pretty high. But, right. But yeah, this was your first pick, right? The Serpent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. the serpent. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the movie arms, the, mo- the movie arms, the moving arms are really, really cool. I I hope they do more with this kind of stuff. I love that because it doesn't seem like the serpent has to worry about them. It's just on, and they do whatever they want to do, and the arms do whatever they want to do. So it works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be quite heavy, though. Um, I gotta imagine it might be, but maybe not a lot. But also, we didn't really see much, much movement here. I do think that I want, I would like for you, despite me having the pick, I would like for you to run point on the clue package here because from your excitement, I'm gathering either you're really into the music from the serpent or you, you are feeling really good about what, where you're going to take us right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I had the most fun with the performance uh, itself, Um, but I did spend a lot of time trying to look through the clue package. And some of the things that I noticed were the boat through the Caribbean, um, the, the books, which said how to dig yourself out of debt and the serpent manual, the medicine and musicology signs that we Mm -hmm. saw. Um, mm-hmm. I also wrote down jetpack on fire, but upon revisiting that, I don't necessarily know how important that is. I feel like, was it a jetpack or a backpack? Okay, backpack, backpack on fire. Sure, whatever. Song. Yeah. Uh, something on fire. Uh, then the other thing that I noticed was the, the fathers like got me a one way ticket, you know, out because I was going to like follow the wrong crowd or something like that. Um, also, the serpent senior thing was something that I noticed, which they talked about on the show as well. But the one line that really stood out to me was aspire to new heights, because what I'm trying to get the sense of is what are the clues that are just a pun or a reference to the costume and what mm-hmm. is actually legitimate, which is why with the baby alien, for example, there was a lot of uh, out of this world kind of language, which is like, oh, that's just a baby alien thing. The aspire to new heights has nothing to do with snakes. Snakes don't like, it's not like it's a bird that flies or like something that climbs trees. I mean, I guess right. don't climb trees, but because it relates to who I think it is, the, the heights part. Um, but those are the main things that I noticed. Yeah, I am. Um, so with the, with the clue package for me, I feel, I felt frustrated because I want to know who the serpent is, but it did. I didn't get much. So the, the dig yourself out of debt. I also focused on the dig part of it. I thought that was an interesting choice of words. And then I did a little bit of digging myself 
Um, and then obviously the, the medicine musicology thing immediately that like Robin Thicke for me screamed Neil Patrick Harris, but I know it's not Neil Patrick Harris. Right. So then that kind of becomes a wash. Um, I think the serpent senior thing is the biggest like red herring. Uh, I agree. Clue. I 100% agree. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like, Hey everyone look at, look for a junior of any sort, you know? Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily know enough juniors to be like, Oh, it's this junior or that junior. I don't know, but I don't think it's, that's the case. I feel like that's a ridiculous clue to give out. Um, but I, so I'm looking at it and I, and I kind of briefly, you know, landed and looked at and examined Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. Tay Diggs was in, he's done, you know, he was in rent. That's the thing that Tay Diggs did. And then Tay Diggs was also someone who has played a doctor in private practice and a couple episodes in Grey's Anatomy. But in private practice, that ran for six seasons. So someone doctor, a little bit of music, you know, was in the Chicago movie, a little bit of that as well. So I was like, mm, this is not bad. But again, I don't know Tay Diggs enough to like really know, no, you know, no. Mm, yeah, I know. No, I don't. I don't think I don't, I don't think it's I don't know his voice. I, well, okay, well, we, we got some music for you to listen to some soundtrack. <laughs> I, I, okay. All right. Well, I, I, okay. Sorry. Um, the performance was amazing. Oh, so good. Oh my God. It was fabulous. I believe that this is someone with theater training. This is someone who has performed on Broadway, faux show, just based on the physicality that they put into the costume, as well as their breath control and just overall performance ability. I was blown away. The Serpent is my current fave. I'm so mad that I didn't draft them, but you also drafted them first, so I accept. Well, you drafted the Seahorse over the Serpent, so it worked out. Because I... I'll, to be honest with you, if you hadn't, if you picked the serpent first, I don't think I would have picked the the seahorse. Okay, so you well, could have gotten both. Don't 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 make me. That makes me sound. I know. <laughs> well, why wait, are you trying wait. to make me sound? Well, you know what? Let's just leave. Let's just leave this. All right. So, well, okay. Well, so then, do you have a guess apart from maybe not Tay Diggs? I mean, I feel like that's where I'm most comfortable to squat because my initial guess upon performance was John Legend. And then I listened to a lot of John Legend this morning and I got in my feelings, <laughs> both oh, because oh. I realized that it's not John Legend. And then I got in my, you know, it's, it's the feely feels with John. Mm-hmm. The feely feels. All right. I, I want to walk through my thought process as I watch this for the very first time. So the boat through the Caribbean also made me think of Hamilton. And so I was Why? like, because uh, the because that's where Hamilton comes from, from the Caribbean. And okay, also, well, just just to let the audience up. know, while I ask you this, I have no idea about anything Hamilton. So uh, uh, we'll add it to the list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then also, Lin Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the um, in the Heights, which also like the lead character comes from the Dominican Republic, but okay. So fine. So I was like kind of primed. I was thinking that cause it like made sense. Um, and then when we got the junior senior thing that I had the exact same thought that who had the guess of, um, uh, uh was it Jenny junior? McCarthy or Nicole? Let I me see. Remember. I think it was Nicole. Um, it was, it was actually Nicole. Yeah. Nicole. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, not important. So I was thinking that, but, 
My thought based on the performance is it's not him. It's actually Christopher Jackson who plays George Washington in Hamilton. He was also, he played Benny in the Heights, which is why I aspire to new heights. When he graduated from high school, he was sent to New York to go to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. With his backpack on fire. Now that I don't know. I think that the senior junior thing, just like you said, I think it's a red herring. I think it's meant to like trip us up because I think a lot of people are just going to like lock in him in and then just be like, oh, okay, it's, you know, it, it can't be anyone else because they obviously made it just so obvious, right? Um, so that's my thought. And I spent all day listening to Hamilton and In the Heights. And I also listened to Leslie Odom Jr.'s Tiny Desk concert. I listened to Christopher Jackson's. Um, he does a, a like a bunch of, he's a bunch of YouTube videos. He does like a song from Dream Girls and all that stuff. I feel so good about Wait, this. Should I let me let me play a sound drop for you before you do it? I know exactly who this is. Yes. I really feel it like in my bones that it's Christopher Jackson. It's just he has that delicate yet powerful voice which is something that Nicole comments on it just sounds just like him and I know there was the whole um how do you get the whole medicine thing tied in there well he definitely um he did a guest spot on Nurse Jackie which is a medical show (laughs) I feel like I may be trying to force this he was also in Bull like he's got a reoccurring role in Bull which is also like I feel like the guy's like a medical guy but it's like a lawyery show I don't know Mm. Uh, I just I feel like this is one of those things based on the voice but I can't necessarily fit the clues entirely so I'm latching on to the few clues that I feel like point me in the direction of Christopher Jackson yeah I'm like I've never heard of this man before I'm, I'm on his wiki and he's been around for a minute. He wrote, um, he won an Emmy, I think, for like a Sesame Street song and stuff. So he's like an Emmy winning composer. Oh. Um, I mean, he won a Grammy like for Hamilton, but I think the whole cast technically won Grammys for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's got honorary doctors of fine arts. So it just sounds like him. Like you're pretty much, you're saying that, that, you're saying that the clues kind of supplemented what you felt after the voice is what you're saying. This was one of those same moments to you where it was like, I recognize this voice. I feel like I know this voice. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to force fit the clues to fit that. That was definitely what this was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just, but I like, I could, I, so I didn't know his name, which I probably should have, but I was like, it's George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's George Washington because one last time is one of my favorite songs. And I just, Oh, he's such a good singer, and it would make me really happy if it was him. Okay, yeah, well, I, like I build fits as well. Well, it's probably frustrating to you that I do not know anything about him to even be like, oh yeah, that makes sense because I don't know. I genuinely do not know. It's the voice. Um, I will send you the the YouTube video of that. Is there one spoilers in the in the on the in the for the play? No. What? Well, you want to watch it? We can watch it together. Yeah, I'm down to watch it. I don't know when, but I'm down. Okay. For sure. yeah. Okay. And then we'll get, get there. Spoiled. But then he has like one at the Tonys, I feel like. Um, anyway, so, whatever. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. So. 
Um, as far as the guesses went, I believe two out of the three guesses were Hamilton adjacent. So it makes me feel like you're barking up the right tree because it's uh, well, one of them was Ken Jong. So maybe you're not barking up the right tree. But Nicole goes with Leslie Odom Jr., which if all the clues you're saying kind of lead that way, it makes sense that that's like a popular going to be a popular pick because of the serpent senior thing. But see, that's what I'm saying is that I feel like it's too obvious. And also, I like I said, I spent a lot of time listening to uh, to both of them sing today. Mm-hmm. And I ah, it's so hard because sometimes there are moments where Leslie Odom Jr. Is singing and I'm like, OK, yeah, I could hear it. But I kept going back to it being Christopher Jackson. And believe me, I spent far too much time today listening to Hamilton and then I also got distracted because then I just started listening to Hamilton you know for just general fun um, mm-hmm. and I kind of lost sight of what I was supposed to be doing what the intent was <laughs> but I, I do think uh, I think um, I can understand why people would think it's Leslie Odom Jr. but if you really listen to the voice I don't think that that's the case okay I see well to me this is like I think front runner to win the whole thing is the serpent right now. And I don't think it's, I think it's between the serpent and the seahorse. If I had a say in it, but I also feel like I can't forget about the sun and I do not want to discount the crocodile. I feel like it's a four person race, Mm -hmm. but my God, if the serpent did not sound like they were singing at the finals, (laughs) like, yeah, I I would agree. I think those are our top four. I think my mm -hmm. one hesitation for the serpent is I would absolutely pick them first, but I worry about the razzle dazzle because like we've seen that before be such a huge part. And I think with that giant costume, the fact that it moves is cool, but how much razzle dazzle can you have? That just makes me a little bit nervous, but uh, such a strong singer. Very strong singer. And I think that's where you got to give them the verbal razzle dazzle where you're not. Yeah, because like, you know, there's a dazzle razzle, there's a razzle dazzle, but then there's the verbal razzle dazzle, which with the verbal razzle dazzle, you're doing it's like the song you've chosen is creating movement and it's creating like vibes so a good rap performance is a verbal razzle dazzle because you don't need to be like dancing or anything necessarily it's nice if you can but if you're just doing that it works a good pop song will have the same impact so let me hit you with this this version of i'm gonna be by the proclaimers. This was like a razzle dazzle version because it was interpreted differently. Yes, no. Is that correct? So no. So it was no. a so it was an incredible performance. And I think my favorite version of this song ever. And I, you know me, and I think I know you were both suckers for when you take a song that exists or something that exists and do it in a very different style. Yeah. It's, for sure. For yeah. sure. We're both keen on that. So for me, I like that. You like that. So that's good. And then also, if no, I think ultimately, Leon, if the serpent comes in next week and does like a pop song or like a song that's got beats to it, that's a verbal razzle dazzle. That'll make up for it. And then shows range, which will get the the serpent further. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm rooting for the serpent. Rooting, tooting, serpent. Let's go. Yeah. Well, the beauty of it is we don't like we're getting close to midnight, but we're not going to feed after midnight. I don't know, dude, it's the gremlin. Uh, The gremlin didn't care that it was the gremlin. I'm going to be okay (laughs) with acting the same way. 
Oh my God. All right. So we get the whole like, this is going to be the biggest whatever, blah, blah, blah. You read an article and knew at least sort of what was going to happen. No, I'm annoyed. Yeah, I was so annoyed. So I saw an EW article come across my desk um, in the morning. That sounded way fancier than what it was, but came across my desk. Yeah. An article Johnson, came across my give desk. Me the reports from the EW network. Why is it always Johnson with you? <laughs> Why can't it be David's? <laughs> I don't know. Fine, I should pick something else. You're right, Johnson. Johnson, well, give me the report. Come here. So Johnson delivered this report across my desk, and it basically the article didn't say who, but said. One of the masked singers unmasks themselves and the other five are safe. So I knew going into the night that this is how the night was going to end. I just didn't know who I didn't know if we were going to see all six perform. And then when the voting thing happens, someone just like up and lifts the mask off. I didn't know. So I didn't know what the order was, but I started thinking, you know what? It could be at the very end. It could be like the last performer. So I was like, when we were left with the gremlin or the serpent, I was like, please serpent, please go fifth, please. So we got to the gremlin and I knew this happening. I didn't tell you that it was happening. This you had no clue. Yeah, I had no clue, Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, I knew it was going to be something with the unmasking because based on the previews, there was like, it it indicated that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. They didn't Um, hide it well, but yeah, I'm just happy the gremlin wasn't on. My team. <laughs> he like yeeted right out. Remember, remember during the draft when I was like, oh, this was the dumbest mistake. Can I change my pick? Uh, this was stupid. And you were like, no, you can't change your pick. Well, there you go. Haha, take that. I win. Yeah. I mean, that's to be seen. I think I have two front runners and you have two front runners. So it's a battle. Mm. Yeah. So, th- so this was weird. I, I, I rewatched, and to be honest, I didn't even write anything down because I was like, we know it's Mickey Rourke. He reveals himself, and just like, I, apparently, he also cut all ties at the show, refused to do any press, or at least that was an article that I read afterwards. That's what it said. He was like, afterwards, like I was in the neighborhood. I watched four episodes. I just, I don't even understand. Like, what did I watch? Right. I, you know, through watching it again and then again and then again, um, I don't know. I di- I have the clue package written out, but also I didn't connect it to anything because I don't really know Mickey Work like that. So um, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable through all the watches. It was just uncomfortable. It felt I couldn't decide whether it was slurring of the words, forgetting the words, not caring to do the words, or it was like pure emotion behind the words. I couldn't tell which it was. Like, how did he get like, how did he get roped into doing this? I I really don't understand. And also, right, we were talking about the fact that you had five, six and five in terms of the number of contestants in each group. Was this like a Done? Was this on purpose? My my personal feeling is that he agreed to do the show and then hated it. And this was the out that the producers and him came up with to like get away with him just effing off. But then I don't even understand why they wouldn't just be like, look, we'll just vote you out first. Fine, whatever. Or like we have six people, like we'll do a double elimination in the first round, and then you can just like go go away. It was just it was weird. It was so weird. No, so and so weird is right, honestly. Um, I just, I don't know how to feel about it ultimately because it's unprecedented. It's happened. I hope it doesn't mean that celebrities fulfill the right to do this whenever they want because that will bug me. 
so yeah. much. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, especially with Lil Wayne, about it being like, oh, did he agree to do the show under the right. condition that he only had to perform once? Or yeah, and we like got... That? We got questions about this as well, essentially asking like the same thing of like Lil Wayne, Busta, now this, like Sarah Palin. Like, was it just clear that, hey, I'm doing one appearance for y'all and then I'm dipping? Well, in Sarah Palin's case, she looked genuinely happy to be there. So I'm going to go with no. Busta also looked really happy to be there. This to Mm -hmm. me, if anything, proves that those other ones weren't a rigged situation because Mm -hmm. This this felt more like they were trying to cover it up. Now, now that we know, now that we've seen this in comparison mm-hmm. to the other ones, because if if that was the case, why wouldn't they just do the same thing here with the Gremlin of just voting them out first? Especially because they the Gremlin was with a super stacked group of competitors. Like maybe this was oh well, then maybe that makes sense why they would put the Gremlin here, or maybe the Gremlin was in a different group. Like we have no well, idea. Because that's my thing of like, well, why was one group six people? Could it be they knew this was going to happen and they just oh, like oh man. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, we made yeah. the costume. We know you don't want to do it really, but we'll shove you at the end. Just do the song. And then if you want to, like, then do whatever you want. <laughs> and by do the song, you mean do some, like, terrible William Shatner inspired version of Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a gravelly Shatner. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't know. But, like, that was our Oscar nominee. <laughs> yep. So that's out the window. Um, <laughs> In one of the major categories. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so for funny. that. I don't know. Um, yeah. So then ultimately, that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's Weird. cool. <laughs> um, but yeah. The, right. So we have a bunch of questions, obviously. Yeah, questions. Before we head on out. Um, okay. So yeah, we just answered one that I think a lot of people had with like, was this plan from the get go? Did he really just not want to continue this? Like, so we had that. That's answered. Uh, so yeah, the next I question continue okay mm-hmm. yeah so the next question i'm gonna ask you is um are we really convinced that baby alien is a professional ventriloquist oh, so this is from emily shout out to emily. Ah, okay so no yeah so yeah they also said <laughs> the mouth didn't match <laughs> exactly that's what they said and then yeah. um emily also asked was the whatchamacallit the most unsettling costume yet to you the eye is super creepy mm-hmm. um uh, it is. It's weird. Uh, there's something about it needs to have a face. I don't know if that's a. There's some sort of explanation for that. <laughs> I'm settling that it's not. I don't know. I'm more mad at the. Um, I'm more unsettled about the baby alien. If I'm being frank. Um, so, but it would be between the two of them, honestly. Yeah, the baby yeah. alien. I think just made me laugh. Like I was more terrified by it before, but now that I saw it in action, I'm. Not, <laughs> it's just hilarious. <laughs> <It's so stupid. laughs> sorry ah fabulous so then the next question i have for you is from emily who says if you had to dress up as one of the backup dancers for halloween which costume would you pick Ooh. okay so it depends it depends it depends i would probably have to go well, I think you're going to pick the cacti. Yeah, left yeah. cactus, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Get the robot in. It's like, it's got baggage to a baggie. I can like roam around in it. Ooh, easy decision. Cactus. So, yeah, so maybe we go as a couple's costume. I think it'd be hilarious to go as the planet from the baby alien. Mm-hmm. But 
I think ultimately I would pick the ones for the whatchamacallit, the like weird yellow crop top, shiny chef hat. The sexy lamps? Yeah, the sexy lamp. <laughs> I want to be a sexy lamp for Halloween. The sexy lamp and cact guy. Cacti. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's what we should do. They have masks on. Do you think Halloween is going to happen this year? No, we're. I mean, we're in October now. <laughs> it doesn't seem likely. We can always wear the costumes and stay at home. Okay. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. And then we let the well, like put treats in front of pictures of us, and whichever one the cats go to, that's the winner of costume. Okay. Okay, that's our costume contest. Yeah. That'll okay. work out. Okay. Yeah. Um, Emily also said her personal favorite was the planets from the episode. So you started on the same page and then you veered away. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's Halloween, so you got to be sexy. Yeah. Now let's get a couple more questions here real quick. Okay. So um, Benji said, is this the strongest group ever since they've divided the groups into uh, since they've divided into groups for the first round? This is a super strong group. I so, would argue strongest group ever. Out of the outside the gremlin, everyone else did well and could survive on any given night in any other group. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like we haven't seen, I mean again, gremlin aside, but we haven't seen no offense to the deer, but we haven't seen like a deer level performer. Like it feels like everybody is at least replacement level. Yeah, I would argue that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the fact that three of the superstars are here is just horrendous to me because I know I'm going to be upset about one of them leaving no matter who it is. I know. And this is bad that this is the group where like if we could take one and pluck them in, maybe group A or group C, that would fulfill my fantasy. Like I feel like (laughs) popcorn is probably going to move on, whereas I could maybe see if they were all going head to head, one of the three out of this group beat the popcorn. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with that. And I wish that that wasn't going to be the case. Then my ultimate thought is, should this be like a rhino situation where, you know, should baby alien just beat crocodile at four so that I know at least baby aliens out at three? Or am I going to be more mad than losing someone at three? Um, I don't know. I think you pro- I think you want the best competitors to make it. Yeah, I think that's also the move, probably. Okay, I'm going to go with the last question here. This is more of a reveal because I don't think you know about this. I asked ahead of time to make sure you didn't know about this. So do you know what the schedule is the next couple weeks? No, I don't. So we're not meeting Group C next week. Why? Because we're doing the playoffs for Group A and B the next two weeks. Uh, 2020 and 2020. Fine, fine, fine. Whatever. Yes. So what are your live ideas about us having to wait for two weeks until we meet Group C? I mean, I'm going to be happy when we actually get to meet Group C. I'm happy that's also it's only two weeks. That's not that bad. Whereas it was six weeks before we met Group C um, on season three. Mm -hmm. So by comparison, it's not as bad, but I don't get that choice at all. (laughs) I'm just happy for the giraffe eviction party next week because so, wait, so okay so next week is going to be group a then we're going to get group b the week after yes i believe okay. i believe it's in that order if it's group b first then a then it's like well just throw away your scheduling what do you like this makes no sense to me at least like, like yeah they just flipped a coin yeah Roll like oh uh, you go okay yeah let's see um october 7th is the group a playoffs yeah okay so right. yeah so that'll be happening okay Liana, this this brings us to the end 
of this podcast. It was a longer podcast, but I feel like we had a lot of feelings. We got through a lot of clues today. We got through some guesses. How are you feeling overall? A good or bad? Uh, on the season? Just, just right now. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling Amazing. good. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I also watched the singing voice. I can see your voice show. Yeah, so I was watching uh, Love Island last night to cover the finale episode with Kirsten and Scal. You can check that out. And Liana was sitting there and watching I Can See Your Voice. Yep. Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts about this. We're running out of time because we need to go watch Big Brother. But let me just say that, you know what? I'm going to wait till next week. I'm going to gather Ooh. some more data. And then I'm going to uh, talk about it because I think I have a theory on how to game how to game this because really all you need is one good singer at the end. So I think what you need to do is every single round, you always just try to solidify that that person is a good singer because you can only each round apart from the very first round where you do the lip syncing, you can only like investigate one person like you only get to look into one person's phone out of four so i think you keep looking at the same person to really solidify that that person is good because the previous five rounds really don't matter as long as you have a good singer at the end but anyway okay that's that's i just had i had to get that out but i will i will continue with watching this and i will give more thoughts next week (laughs) okay i love that you were like i'll wait till next week but I'm going to tell you anyways. Okay, I just, I, 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 maybe other people are thinking the same way. All right, I want to. That's fair. I want to be first. Okay. Plant my flag. Okay. So. Yeah. So, Liana, where can people find you? What other products do you have going on? Okay. Anything you, else? Yeah. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Liana R H A P. I am podcasting about Big Brother still with Mike <laughs> Bloom. We are doing the R H A P B and B. We've got Chappelle on from the class of 2020. Woo. This week it should be a fun time. The show with Ali Lasher last week was an absolute blast. Check that out as well. Doing the Saturday morning updates with Taryn still. Looking forward to the triple eviction um, because we are recording this before that. And I'm also uh, if hopefully you hear this before Saturday, but on Saturday, uh, October 3rd, I am participating in something organized by Supermajority, which is a, uh, a nonprofit group that seeks to get people to vote because the election is coming up this week. We saw the unfortunate debate this past week, and so now it is more important than ever to vote. So go to my Twitter to find the information, but I'm getting together with Melissa Denny, um, Lita Brillman, Chantel, and Mari, both from the class of 2020, and we're going to have a discussion on gender in reality television, followed by a text banking session to get out the vote. So sign up for that. Like I said, information is on my Twitter, and I'll tweet about it again. I'm doing that. Vote, 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 vote. Okay, that's enough. I'm done. And that Twitter handle is at Liana R-H-A-P. Yeah, I said that. R-H-A-P. Yeah, there was a lot of information. I want to make sure they get it. Yeah, um, sorry. Okay. Yeah, of course. No, and then you can find me on all major social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, twitch.tv slash Puyaism for all three. I like I mentioned, I was on for the Love Island finale podcast with Kirsten and Scally. Check that out. And then if you are interested in 90 Day Fiance, they just started their own um the train left the station on a three week reunion, three week couple sell all part mm-hmm. one just happened this week so i talked about that with rihanna you can check that out i will be back doing um big brother morning updates fridays pre fridays always happening you can check those out as well and of course if you are enjoying this podcast please leave us a rating and review 
It helps a lot. It helps the podcast get more exposure. It helps us get feedback and it's a win-win for all parties involved. You can do that over at robhaswebsite.com slash masked singer, mask ED singer. And last but not least, before we go, it is the month of October and post show recaps has started their Patreon. So post show recaps has always been the RHAP universe's friendly neighborhood scripted television podcast. And they've started branching out. They got a Patreon going now. There's going to be a discord involved. There's new weekly podcasts. That's going to be there. You you'll be supporting podcasts, the likes of down the hatch, which is a weekly spoiler filled loss. Rewatch everything is super, which is all about the Marvel universe. And of course, hang in there the Avatar Last Airbender Rewatch Podcast, and much, much more. So if you want to check any of that out, you can do that over at postshowrecaps.com um, and then postshowrecaps.com slash patron if you want to get more information about their Patreon program. Check it out. It's a good time. Now, we are at the end of the station here. You know, for the train, the train. Oh my God. it's leaving the station. So take care, have fun, and we will unmask you at the Group A playoffs next week. Bye.